Welcome to the New Money Habits Podcast, where we talk about how to create a better plan for your money so you don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. Here are your hosts, Sarah Jones and Nino Villa. Welcome back, Budgeteers. Coach Nino Villa here alongside me, my partner on the airways, as always. It is Sarah Jones. Sarah Jones, how you doing? <laughs> hey, Nino, I'm doing well, thank you. Awesome. Got to check in with you every time because we just we're so curious. You're always on the move, or you know, sometimes you're not necessarily on the move, but you certainly are living the life a lot of people want to live. Where are you tuning in from today, and what's what's the latest? Hmm. So we are currently still in Arizona. Um, so you're going to hear me um, probably say that for a, a, a while in the future um, because we are wintering here. Um, but we are starting to plan out where our next adventures are going to take us. And we have gone back and forth on what direction we're going. So it's kind of an interesting uh, time in our lives of deciding where do we go next? Where do we, what direction are we headed? And fortunately, we're pretty far south. So there's not a whole lot farther south we can go. So it limits us to east, west, or north. And um, so... That's kind of what we're doing lately, Nino. That actually, uh, I, I'm just curious now that you mention it. Um, do you see that your travels will keep you just in the States or will you guys go international at some point and visit Canada and or Mexico? Um, that's an interesting question. <clears throat> um, we would love to go international. We are not able to go international because of certain regulations. Um, I don't want to maybe divulge too much, but um, there are certain things that can prevent you from going across the border. And um, we fall into those categories of not being able to cross the border. So for the time being, now it doesn't mean in the future that won't change, but for the time being, uh, just the lower 48. Well, as I've said before, Arizona's happy to have you, and uh, we'll, we'll keep checking in to see where your travels take you. Yeah, I'm sure there's going to be lots of fun adventures to talk about in the future. So, And we have a lot here, too. Um, lots of adventures here, too. So, Very cool. Well, um, in a moment of transparency, our listeners are probably <laughs> uh, listening to this, and it's probably early to mid-February. Uh, but for us, it's January 2nd, so I want to say Happy New Year to you. I want to say Happy New Year to our listeners, which brings up a very important question. How long after the new year are you allowed to say Happy New Year before it's like, okay, enough is enough is enough is enough? <laughs> um, you know, I'm not sure. I did get criticized for saying Happy New Year on the 31st. Um, and somebody said, you know, it's only New Year's Eve. It's not New Year's yet. And so I think I don't have an answer other than say it for as long as you want to say it and for as long as it feels good for you, because it doesn't matter how anybody else takes it. What matters is what comes from you. So mm -hmm. I said it on the 31st. I said it yesterday and I'm going to say it today. Happy New Year, no matter what time you're listening to this episode. Mm -hmm. All right. I like that. Um, say it when you want to. For me, I love saying it until about the end of January, the first time I talk to somebody. So if 
you know, if the first time I'm talking to somebody is three weeks into January, you're getting a happy new year because I haven't had an opportunity to say it yet. Uh, but when, when we turn the calendar over to February, it usually comes to an end. I apologize to our listeners for uh, you know, having to suffer through that. But I wanted to also take a moment to be transparent about when we were recording, because what we want to talk about today is something I'm pretty passionate about, something I've been telling my clients for years now, and that is ditch the New Year's resolutions. That's just my humble opinion about like, just ditch the New Year's resolutions and instead focus on setting goals. And so we want to kind of unpack that today. Like why, why ditch, why ditch those New Year's resolutions in favor of goals? What's really the difference? And the cool thing though, is because you're listening to this in February, you might be like, yeah, you know what? I need to hear this because I had some New Year's resolutions and I was really good on January 2nd and maybe even on January 8th or 15th, mm -hmm. but maybe, maybe you're not where you want to be with those resolutions. And so we're going to talk about setting goals and we're going to be talking about, um, you know, obviously those will be financial goals because that's what we like to talk about here. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's talk about that. Let's unpack uh, trading out resolutions for setting goals. You cool with that? I love this. I have uh, been saying this for years. Um, and I maybe I'll put in a little bit of a, a preface or a caveat here that, you know, I think you can call it whatever you want to call it. Call it a resolution. Call it a goal. Call it a new new habit. Call it your intentions. I think we focus so much of that on the first of the year. But really, it can happen at any time that just because you said it at the beginning doesn't mean that in June, that there isn't something that you recognize within your life that you, um, you know, want to change. It's not preventing you from really doing that. So it doesn't happen, doesn't have to happen at the first, but I think we have this mindset that, Hey, it's a whole new year. And I want this year to be different. I want it to be my best one. So what am I going to, you know, what do I want to have happen? And I think that that's a really good thing to do. But Nino, as we're going to talk about why generally we don't stick with those resolutions or why those things don't actually happen. You know, I think words matter. And really, if you define the word resolution, it's a firm decision to do or not do something. Mm. Okay. But a goal, on the other hand, when done correctly, is something you can kind of track to and you can measure progress against and that sort of thing. So to say, for instance, to say, I want to get control of my finances this year, I'm going to become more financially healthy. I'm making the decision. I'm making the firm decision to get financially healthy this year. Okay. What does that mean? Mm. And like, I want to get control of my finances. I want to ma manage my money better. Cool. Like that, that's a good aspiration, but can we set some goals to how will you go about 
managing your money better, getting control of your finances, become more financially healthy. And so that's what I want to unpack. And I think maybe it doesn't have to be one or the other. Maybe we can use them in conjunction, right? So if you're making a decision, so the decision comes first and then the commitment comes second, right? And the commitment is attached to those goals, right? And so maybe that decision is attached to the resolution. Maybe then the commitment is attached to the goals. And how am I going to make this happen now? So I said I was going to do this, right? Yeah. So the decision's made, but then how am I committing to that? What am I actually going to do? How am I actually going to make that happen? And I will say, you know, um, in talking about goals, one of my mentors he throws out there that a goal is a place to come from, not get to. And I'm going to throw that in here because I find it very interesting that I set goals, things that I, places I want to get to. But when I'm doing that, then I also look and say, okay, then how am I going to make that happen? So what habits, what behaviors, what actions does somebody that's already doing that? What do they have? What have they done to get to that point? So then I start to look at, okay. So I'm coming from this place of this is my goal and these are the habits that I need to put into practice, right? This is the commitment piece of it. Um, and it lets me focus on the process and not just the outcome, which we've talked a lot about on the, the previous episodes that I'm very focused on process, not necessarily the outcome. All right, so unpack that for me just a little bit because I'm not sure I'm tracking 100%. You said a goal is a place to come from, mm -hmm. not, not just get a... to. Okay, so mm -hmm. if, I, if I'm coming from that goal, uh, mm -hmm. can you unpack that for me a little bit? Yeah, so, um, well, I'll just share that um, I haven't really shared with my husband, but I'm sharing with all you guys yet. One of my <laughs> goals this year, and, and we've kind of talked about it, but um, is I want to hit the, the everyday millionaire status this year. I told him this is the year that we're going to do it. And um, so that's kind of the goal is to become an everyday millionaire. So if I'm looking then, if a goal is a place to come from, not get to, then I'm thinking and I'm asking myself, okay, what habits does somebody have that, what did they do? What did, and what did my everyday millionaire neighbor do to get there? Right. And so my, my goal is I'm living like I'm already there. So mm -hmm. the habits, these are the habits that I'm, I'm putting into my life. This is, I am investing in my future first and I'm spending second, right? Mm -hmm. I am increasing my income. I am and again, we break these down a little bit farther. I'm just going a little bit higher level here. So it's, it's almost, it's kind of a spin on the, the fake it to make it. Oh, okay. Right. Kind yeah. of a spin. I don't necessarily like that, but it's, it's almost pretending like I'm already there. So what do I, what does somebody that's hit that goal? How do they live? What do they do? Right. Yeah. What do I need to change in my own life then to make that happen? And it starts that mindset of this is really I'm believing it. Right. I'm yeah. really believing it, which I think is a piece that we forget when we're setting goals and we're putting things into practice is truly believing that it's going to happen. Yeah, I think a couple of other expressions that kind of go along with that is one is act as if. <clears throat> right. So behave as if you mm -hmm. are already there. Yes. 
And I just remember like from corporate America, it was always dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Hmm. Right. So it's kind of like that fake it till you make it or just it's it's about putting yourself in a place mentally and spiritually where it's I'm there already. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just going to behave as such. Right. Um, so I like that. You know, I, I use that um, in my own life in a couple of areas where it's like, eh, just I don't have to wait for something else to happen. I'm just going to implement that behavior now and and kind of flex that muscle, if you will. Right. Like kind of mm-hmm. like just continue to do that and build up that muscle memory so that when I'm finally there, I, I have that established behavior. Yeah, absolutely. And it goes back what you said a few minutes ago about, you know, language matters. And I think what this does for me personally, Nino, is that it allows me to use this language that I start again, not only start believing it, but I really start feeling it. And I really start living that way. Right. It's, it's living and it's telling myself it's how we use that language out in the world and how we use it with ourselves. And I think that we keep things inside so much that let's put it out. Let's set those intentions. Let's set, you know, Mm -hmm. make the the decision and then commit to it. Right. And so when we start saying it out loud to ourselves, to other people, guess what happens? Our mindsets, mindset starts to shift and we start because we don't want to let everybody down. We don't want to let ourselves down. Right. And so if we start believing it, our actions start falling in alignment with what we need to do to make it happen. And um, it all comes back to that language that we're using um, Mm -hmm. when we're setting these goals. And I don't think there's anything wrong with setting goals. I just look at it from two places. Where do I want to get to? But where am I coming from? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to use that as an opportunity to transition and segue just a little bit to Mm. like, let's go back to the example of I want to manage my money better Mm -hmm. this year. And so if you're coming from a place of, well, what do people who manage their money well do and what behavior do I need to just implement? I'll tell you one of the goals you can set around managing your money well, something that's tangible because you want to break this up too. I think that's the other part is like, it's not Mm -hmm. one goal. This is a series of goals that will help you to achieve the, the thing you ultimately want to achieve. And so mm-hmm. somebody who's managing their money well has a written plan for that money every month. Now, I let me be clear when I say written plan. I don't mean you have to write it down on paper, but it needs to be written somewhere. Whether you have an app, you have a spreadsheet on your computer, you're writing it down on paper, it needs to be tangible. Mm -hmm. And people who manage their money well, like I said, have a plan for their money. And their plan usually centers around the different months of the year, right? Like I have a plan for January, I have a plan for February. Here at New Money Habits, we teach you to have a plan for every pay period. So if you're paid every two weeks, you have a plan for 14 days. Now, you can sit down and you can do all of March's budget in the month of February to kind of get yourself ahead and and you're looking ahead and you're planning for those pay periods that are coming up in March. But it's for the next 14 days, this is the plan. And then when those 14 days expire, it's like for the next 14 days, this is the plan. And so that's just one thing, super simple behavior that you can implement and say, 
for this year, I'm going to have a plan for every pay period. I love that. And I want to add just a little piece into that to go along with it, that again, it's about believing because you know, I know you've talked to a lot of people. I have as well that we've kind of tried to do this in the past. We've tried to write a budget and it didn't work for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what we hold on to. And I just want to challenge people to start saying, you know what, just because maybe it didn't work in the past doesn't mean it's not going to work this time because this time you're coming at it from a different perspective. This time you're coming at it from, Hey, this is what's going to change my financial future in the positive. Right. Yeah. This time it's going to be different because I am looking at my money differently. I've been listening to the new money habits podcast for a year now, and I've gained some amazing insights into my own behaviors with money and how I want to, you know, have my year go. Right. And so, um, don't allow what's happened in the past to derail your future. And so mm -hmm. reach out. I just want to put this little plug in. There are so many apps out there. I don't care for a, a few of them to be honest, but there are some that will help you get started. There are, um, you reach out to one of us, um, you know, mm -hmm. to Nino or myself and, and let's get you looking at your money differently. So then you can put it down in your plan. You can plan in a way that feels right for you and is realistic, right? I think that's where another little piece, I just want to throw this in there, where people I see get kind of stuck in putting their plan together because they don't really know what's realistic. Um, but starting with that plan, it's paramount. Without that, yeah, nothing I, else happens. Yes, you're absolutely right. Because, you know, the old adage is if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Right. We've all mm -hmm. heard that. And so without that plan, you don't know necessarily what you're aiming at. And to your point, Sarah, everything you just said about like, don't let your past experiences dictate your present state of mind, because here's something else. You know, maybe you've done a written budget in the past. I'm. I'm willing to bet I'm, I'm willing to venture a guess that you've never budgeted your money pay period to pay period that you've probably mm -hmm. just done it for the month. And so then when you get that weird month, like January is a weird month for um, people who are paid biweekly, you may have gotten paid right at the end of December and your first paycheck in January wasn't until uh, January like 13th, Friday the 13th. So you're like, well, how do I pay my mortgage on the first? And how do I pay my mm -hmm. car note on the 10th when I don't get my first check until the 13th? So when you're planning for January and you're like, well, January 13th and January 27th, that doesn't do anything for you. So when you're actually budgeting pay period to pay period in 14 mm -hmm. days of time, if you're paid bi-weekly, I'm guessing you've never done that before, not you, Sarah, our listeners. And it's an illustration of you have a new perspective. You have new information. You have newmoneyhabits.com to go to, to download our budget worksheet that actually focuses on pay periods instead of just the months. You have a free session with Sarah or Nino or any of the New Money Habits coaches to sit down and do this with some with a pro for you, tailored to you. Because we have talked so many times on the show about you need to have a plan. That's the commonality. Everybody needs a plan. But not everybody's plan is the same. And that's where so many of the other 
financial literacy organizations or whatever you want to call them, I think get it wrong is they think mm -hmm. here's the cookie cutter approach to how you're going to get healthy with your finances. And we're saying, yes, you need a plan that's universal, but the plan needs to be tailored and unique to you and your situation so that you can work it effectively. I love that you said that I've been telling people, you know, you're beautifully different. And so your plan mm. needs to be beautifully different than anybody else's. Right. And, and it's really hard to do in some of the cookie cutter things out there, right? Because they're designed just to fit, you know, they're, they're designed really, let's just call it as it is. They're designed to get the masses. So, you know, they're putting something out there that they're saying, Hey, everybody can use. And while you can, it's not as realistic and it's not as easy to, to put your life into somebody else's cookie cutter box. Yep. So and, you know, and I'll just tell you, you know, and for all the listeners I've shared before, but I'll share again, if you haven't heard, I pay myself on the 10th and the 25th of each month. So my budgets run from the 10th. So for example, January 10th through January 24th, that's one budget period. Mm -hmm. My next budget period goes from January 25th to February 9th, right? That's my second budget period. Mm -hmm. And then so forth, February 10th to February 24th, and you get the picture, right? And so yeah. um, while my bills come once a month, right, I need to know what pay period is covering what expenses. And so breaking it down when I get paid and knowing, okay, this is a little bit heavier, um, you know, time where you know, maybe rents, and this is something that I hear very common, you know, I've got so many bills coming out at the beginning of the month. Yeah, we all do actually, right? There's always periods of time and that's why budgeting by pay period is so important. So you know what's coming out of each paycheck. Yeah, and here's the great thing about budgeting by pay period and you start to, uh, you start to identify like, ooh, my check at the beginning of the month gets annihilated. And then I have some breathing room with the check, you know, later in the month. Well, when you know that, there's a couple of different things you can do. If you're like, I have clients who they need to split up their rent or their mortgage over two pay periods. So they'll, they'll, they have a savings account and they'll put half of it away in, with the first check. Then when the second check comes in, they marry it with the next half and then they pay it. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. I have other clients who can easily afford their rent or mortgage with one of their paychecks. So it's just, once you figure that out, and, and whether or not it's gonna crush your pay period or not, you get to kind of shift. You know, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with paying your car note 20 days early, right? There's, <laughs> what? There's nothing wrong what? with that. <laughs> it's not due until <laughs> yeah. the 20th, Nino. <laughs> exactly, yeah, I know. And, and, but so I wanna pay it with that, that next check, but maybe your next check's mm -hmm. gonna get annihilated. And this check, you actually have the money needed to pay your car note. So. You know, right. this is how, like, I'm not going to go down the, um, that rabbit hole of like how I help people, uh, get to a point where they're no longer paying bills behind, you know, so many of my clients mm -hmm. come to me and one of the first things we need to do is get them caught up so that they're paying everything on time or early and that they get out mm -hmm. of this cycle of paying it even a couple of days late. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, I digress from that point to just make the point that uh, you know, when you're planning according to your pay period, you get to start to see which pay periods are 
really tough? Which ones do I have some breathing room? And you get to start to kind of manage, ah, you know what? I want breathing room in both. So instead of waiting to pay when I get paid next, my car note, I'm going to pay it now. And, and you want to talk about stress reducing, like, right. it's good stress reduction. Absolutely. And, you know, and I really love this conversation because as you said, to get financially healthy, it starts with a plan. Every single, you know, there's been several studies. You can Google these studies. You can look them up. I'm not going to cite anything right here, but there are study after study after study that shows that people who do very well financially, they know when they're getting paid, they know how much, and they're planning according to that. They're not overspending. You don't become financially wealthy by overspending each month. You don't mm. become financially wealthy by not knowing where your money is going. And so it starts with a plan. You have to know what money's coming in and where it's going. Um, and along with that plan, you know, I'd say if, if your goal <clears throat> this year is to become financially healthy, to change the trajectory of your financial life, then start being really honest with yourself too. And really looking at where are you spending that isn't in alignment with, with your life and where you really want to go. Just because again, you've done it in the past doesn't mean that has to carry into your future with you. Right. And so being really honest with yourself and saying, where have I been spending money? But you know what? That's not really, that's not helping me get to where I want to go. That's not helping me become um, financially healthy. So it's time to say goodbye to this so I can have this. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, it's obviously important to be honest with kind of like, I, the, the expressions I use are current state and ideal state or desired state, right? Mm -hmm. So, um if you like, it's so easy for us to kind of cast the vision for ideal state, like, oh, I would like this, 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 and this. But sometimes we're not honest about our current state mm. to make some of those tough decisions like you were talking about. Um, it, you know, it's time to get rid of this in order to have that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know that you do this, Nino, in your life. I do it because I'm I'm always in the pursuit of changing my financial future, right? Like I'm always in the pursuit of that. And so for me to be able to change because my life always changes, right? My, the seasons that I'm in are always changing. And so, um, I'm continually learning so I can continually grow so I can then make a, a maybe choices that are better suited for where my future is headed, right? And where I want it to go. I always say, you know, your created life, you get to create your life. And so in doing so, I want to create what my finances look like. And we all have the ability to do that. Every single one of us has the ability to do that. Um, and, and it's just important to remember that and to recognize it. And if you don't know how to do it, then reach out for help because there are people out there that will guide you. Mm. So we talked a, a little while ago about um, 
goals are better. And so like one goal is to have a written budget and that's a new behavior somebody could put in and, and that's going to be a step towards this bigger goal of managing money well, being financially healthy. What are some other things? And to your earlier point about behaving as if, right? We're already there. Mm. What are some other things people who manage their money well and are financially healthy do that somebody who's looking to manage their money well and get financially healthy could start implementing themselves? Mm. This is an interesting question. I, I can name a, a, a lot of things come to mind. The first one, and you know, maybe it's not necessarily as tangible, but telling ourselves no, just because we're adults doesn't mean that we need to have everything that we want right away. And so, um, again, you know, I mentioned kind of being honest with yourself and I think that falls into this, this, um, as well, that it's okay to tell ourselves no that this isn't in alignment with who I'm becoming. This isn't in alignment. This isn't, um, you know, an action or, you know, something that somebody who's already, that, that is financially healthy, this is not something that they do, you know? So telling, learning to tell ourselves no, that we don't need to do everything that we want to do. Um, that's a big one that comes to mind. And I think as adults, we feel like we just deserve a lot of things. And I'm not saying we don't, but it doesn't mean it has to happen right now. Um, so that's that's the first thing that comes to mind. I like that one. Um, it's an important reminder that uh, just because you can doesn't mean you should. And mm. telling yourself no um, may not feel good in the moment, but it will lead to you know desired outcomes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Second one, you know, that, that I like, and I suggest is I start putting things on my calendar, you know, or if you write a to-do list, you know, because when we're trying to create new habits, right. And, and new money habits, it's not going to just happen without making it happening, being intentional with it. And so how do I do that? How do I go about um, creating my money plan, you know what? I put it on my calendar so it's done by a certain day, right? So I know when my next pay period's coming, I have my my budget, I have my plan done. And so, um, and I tell my husband, tell my friends, you know, I used to, because I need accountability. And so it's putting it down to hold myself accountable for making it happen. And how do I do that? I would say everybody knows themselves. So do you need to tell somebody else to have them remind you? Do you put it in your phone as you know, a, a task, does it ding? Do, do you get notifications? Do you write it in your calendar? But put it down, put it on your to-do list. Hey, this is important to me. And so I need to make sure that it's done. This is, this is a priority in my life now. And if anybody's looked at creating new habits, you know, they say the easiest way to do that is called habit stacking. That, you know, what's a habit that you already have? What is something that you do on a monthly basis already? that you can say, you know what, I'm already doing this, so I'm gonna go ahead and add in creating my budget here. Or, um, you know, this is, um, it, 
my paycheck comes in on the first every month. I know that. And so I'm creating my budget on the 31st. I like to do it a little bit more in advance than that, but it's again, taking small steps, right? So getting these habits, they're not just going to show up. We have to be intentional with them. Yep. Yep. But it, it speaks back to like, what are people who manage their money well mm -hmm. doing already? They have a plan. They tell themselves no. They're intentional about, you know, setting aside a time, setting aside time to create the plan ahead of time. Because for me, the, the best part of the plan is the execution, mm -hmm. right? Like, because once it's there, once it's written, once it's like, oh, this is what I'm doing for the next 14 days if you're paid biweekly, it becomes super simple. And you just go and execute. And, it, and the, the exec, I do get really excited about the execution because like it could be so many different <laughs> things. It could be getting online to, to you know, uh, do online bill pay. Ah, the mortgage just got paid. The um, insurance just got paid, whatever, right? But then part of that execution might be like, the wife and I still go to the ATM, grab some cash for our spending money. So it's all like, ah, oh, I get to go to the ATM, I get to pull out some money, get to stuff that in my mm -hmm. wallet. And then I, I know I get that for the next 14 days to spend however I want. You know, the execution just becomes kind of fun because the planning is already done and mm -hmm. it's just, it's in place. So plan well, say no to yourself, set aside time to get the plan written ahead of time so that you can have fun executing what you've planned. And your mm -hmm. plan might include like a steak dinner out with the better half and blah, 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 blah. And so that's fun to execute, right? Like date night or whatever, but like mm -hmm. plan it, then execute it. And then you get to enjoy those things guilt-free. I love that. I love that. It just, it really does allow you to see what you can create in life, right? By planning it out, the execution, right? And getting excited about it. That's the other thing, you know, I just want to throw in is get excited about it. You know, some of this isn't super exciting, but hype yourself up about it. And, you know, when you were just talking about that, your voice changed. Like if anybody's actually watching, like you were really excited about it, right? And that's what I want everybody to, to experience and to feel, right? Is that you've been doing this a long time. It doesn't lose its pizzazz. No, no, it doesn't. Um, I think there's probably a ton of other things, but I think I want to maybe wrap us up on, on this point, like, or like where we're like, I think we've given our listeners enough to really think about, like, if you resolved to have a better 2023 financially than you've had in 2022 or in the past, and if you're listening to this in February and you're like, it's just not going the way I had hoped um, for whatever reason. Know that it's not too late to set some goals. I love what Sarah said, what you said earlier, Sarah, about goals being a place where you come from. And so habits that you're going to introduce right away, think about the habits that people who are doing what you want to do have. And so they have a plan. They can tell themselves no. They set aside time and have accountability in their lives, whether that's 
through a spouse, whether that's through a friend, whether that's through a financial coach like Sarah Jones or coach Nino Villa, get those, just start with those things, put those things in place and you're going to start habit stacking. Although I know that's not the real use of like the author's term, but like those are three good habits, having a plan, telling yourself no and having accountability. You stack those three things on top of each other and you are going to be well on your way to changing um, your effectiveness for managing money. Mm -hmm. And don't forget to be excited about it. Yes. Add in some enthusiasm with it, right? Hype yourself up about it, right? When you do that, put on your favorite music, do some jumping jacks, right? Get yourself really hyped for this new adventure, for this new um this new path that you're, you're creating, you get to write this next chapter of your life and get excited about it. So I don't want to forget that piece of it. Good reminder. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. Well, I think that will do it for this week's episode of the podcast. Um, I want to invite our listeners to visit newmoneyhabits.com to download our budget worksheet there. That'll help you to Make a plan that is that aligns to your pay periods, not just the month. There are some other helpful tools. We have a really cool food calculator. If you need to know, like, how much am I supposed to be spending on food and how do I get uh, that number into the budget? We have a food calculator and some other really cool tools. You can go to the show notes to schedule time with Sarah Jones or myself. Again, we offer a free discovery session and uh, we'll continue this conversation next time. Thank you for listening to the New Money Habits podcast brought to you by New Money Habits and Keeping Up with the Joneses Financial Coaching. Submit your questions to our hosts by emailing podcast at newmoneyhabits.com. Be sure to subscribe to be notified of future episodes. Join our growing group of like-minded people on Facebook and follow us on your favorite platform. Music provided by Summer School.